All right, you're now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 228. The Lakers are dead in the water. Russ wants you to put some respect on his name. PG and Kawhi sightings in Los Angeles. Will they make it back before playoffs? And we're going to break down HBO's winning time. I've got a lot to say about this. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 228. Drew, before we get into this Laker-dominated episode, I got I got to say something for the people this morning. I had a moment today, Drew. Mm. I had a moment. It happens often to me. I had a – I came to the epiphany that, fuck, I am old. And this happened this morning, Drew. Normally this happens, you know, often with my peers who happen to be like 21, 22. Like one girl I I know, like, didn't know who Tupac was. And I'm like, okay, you're, yeah, what are you, a child? First of all, you should know who Tupac is. It doesn't matter what age you are. No, you should know Tupac. And what's wrong with your parents, right? You should know who Tupac is. (laughs) Well, yeah. And then it happens often like watching basketball. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, Jalen Green's 19 years old. He's a child, right? You watch Luca. You're like 22. God damn, I'm old. No, today was the epitome of me turning old, Drew. I did something this morning that has never, I, I vowed never to do. So it's my Target day, right? I like to go to Target. Okay. I needed, I needed, I needed to get a few things. Okay. My I was favorite- say, having a target day might be something that would, <laughs> would aid you as well. Hey, I like going to target, man. Okay. I like going to target, especially when you got some bread to spend, right? You get all your, all your good stuff. Like my favorite male product company is Cremo, right? They don't pay. They're not paying us for this plug, but Cremo, if dude, fellas, if you like soaps and body washes and good, fine smelling things, Cremo's the creams. company. Creams and, <laughs> creams and lotions. They have creams and, 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 and lotions. Um, but Cremo, they came out with a new a new blend called the Distillers Blend Body Wash. Needed that, right? Wow. Target carries it. Had to go cop that. I needed some new draws. Fruit of the Loom, breathable draws. My favorite draws. Fellas, step your game up. Fruit of the Loom, uh, breathable draws. Again, they are not paying us for this, for this uh, plug, okay? Then you got to pick up, you know, your bath mats, your toiletries, toothpaste, all that shit. Anyways, on my way out of Target, Drew, I'm walking by the men's section. And out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking, I'm like, damn, they got Levi's here for, for $35? Like Levi's? For real? So I, 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 I take my cart over to the men's section. I vowed never in my life to buy a thread of clothing from Walmart, Costco, Target ever, right? That's not me. I'm clips, bro. I got to stay fly. I got to stay fresh. I'm looking at the jeans, the Levi jeans. I'm like, damn, they got my fit too. Like these are the athletic, these are athletic Levi's. These are, those, those are my fit. They got my size. I'm like, all right, I'll put these in the car. I'll go try them on. And then I'm like, oh, shit, they got, they got some joggers here for $25, right? These look kind of fly. Then I saw some crew neck sweatshirts. I'm like, oh, shit, these look really good. Anyways, went to the dressing room, tried them on. I'm like, damn, I look kind of fresh. I look kind of fresh right now. So I buy, I buy all said items. I bought the jeans. I bought the, the crew neck sweatshirts. 
I bought the uh, joggers. And as I'm going to my truck, man, I said, God damn it, Clips, you just shopped for clothes at Target. You officially <laughs> just got old. But then at the end of the day, bro, like, I don't care about labels anymore. If it looks good, it looks good, right? But yeah. I had to call my sister and I said, sis, I, I, I'm officially old. I just bought clothes at Target. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? The good news is, is that you you didn't do that at Walmart, right? There's that, That's the next step down. So Target, at least, you know, Target, the French, the French brand. That's the way to go. That's designer in comparison to to the Walmart brands. Well, I thought about that too. I'm like, did I have, I've never bought anything at Walmart. And I'm like, damn, they did have some N1 basketball shorts for oh, hella man. cheap a few years back. I might've copped one of those, right? I bought, a, I bought one polo shirt uh, out of an emergency before around a golf <laughs> at Walmart because I just didn't have a polo shirt. And, I, and there was a Walmart right there. And I popped in and I got like the, the Ben Hogan double X Walmart polo that I don't even know if I still have. Sometimes you got to do that. I even had to hit, hit up Douchebag John, who works in the fashion industry, as I'm leaving Target. I'm like, hey, bro, real quick question. Um, does Target have really dope gear or am I just getting old, right? And he's like, it's probably a little bit of both clips. So anyways, <laughs> that was the, if you ever want to find some joggers, go, go to goddamn Target. Okay, basketball, Drew. Uh, today is Thursday morning. Uh, last night, to, yeah, today's Thursday. Last night, Clippers and Lakers both played. Lakers played uh, Houston. It was a travesty, Drew. You know, all this discussion about in the back of our minds that the Lakers might have a, a, a puncher's chance, a fighting chance at this season and these playoffs, it all died last night. Last night, it was, I, I could tell by body language, I could tell by that final pass by LeBron. Um, and everybody's getting on LeBron's case for, for, for passing it to Carmelo and Carmelo missing that three to win the game and then smiling and laughing about it. And I'm like, this isn't funny, Carmelo. This has happened all season with you. And everybody's getting on LeBron for making the pass. The way I look at it, like he just didn't want to play fucking overtime with these guys anymore. These young legs, right? Houston. And so did he make the wrong play? Yeah, he probably did. But anyways, Drew, the body language says it all. Your Lakers are done. I, I Nobody's scared of them anymore. What's your take, man? What did you think about last night? Well, so last night in particular was a game that I was not looking forward to. Um, I think the Lakers are terrible at playing bad teams like this. this. I mean, this has been a theme throughout the season. Look at our record against Oklahoma City. Um, and honestly, our record against Houston. Like, we, this is, I think, the second or third game that we played against Houston in which it went to overtime, which gives you an, an example of, of how serious or not we're taking this Rockets team. We should have never lost this game, but this is, I, this is not outrageously unexpected from me. Like, I know, especially after the, the thing about it is that that may have for Lakers fans, obviously we should have won this game, right? doesn't matter uh, personnel wise. It doesn't matter LeBron's decision at the end of regulation to not go for the reverse layup and to kick it out. Doesn't that doesn't matter. We should have, we should have destroyed this team, but that didn't happen. And, and, you know, coming off of like the unbelievable, 56 point performance from LeBron James against the Warriors and beating the Warriors, you know, there could have been a moment, right? And we've had these, these kinds of chances where, okay, you know, it wasn't a great team effort against the Warriors. LeBron really carried the torch for us and, and the Warriors were bad, but then we, you know, we take that win and that momentum and then LeBron rests. We lose to San Antonio. 
okay, LeBron's out. Maybe we're going to lose to San Antonio. But to me, like that, that one would have been, if we're, if we were going to like try and rally the troops, it would have been after that golden state win, which was, uh, you know, an unbelievable performance from LeBron scoring that many points at his age. It's just outrageous. The three point shooting. Fantastic. And then we get to the Rockets. LeBron is questionable, left knee soreness. Mostly it was um, load management for that San Antonio game. And he's back for Houston. So we go, okay, this should be another win. We should definitely have this locked up. Uh, but you could, you nailed it when you, when you just, you can just see there is no caring other than LeBron caring about him hitting the 25 point mark. There is no caring about anything else in, and that that's top down. Like, I, I don't know how much Vogel cares anymore. <laughs> I don't know how much, you know, anybody <laughs> on the team other than like, you know, I think Malik Monk still cares I, I, at, at times. <laughs> I, you know, Austin Reeves still plays like he cares, but like all of the main components of the team that you would expect to be like the driving force, AKA LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Frank Vogel. I think we have, you know, not outwardly, wave the white flag but certainly there you know the white flag is 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 being prepared uh it's it's the, you know the case is open and it's on display in the locker room we just haven't put it on a pole and raised it up yet um but yeah man this is it's just demoralizing at this point to watch uh a team that really you know especially against Houston you know we we have to take care of business and honestly against San Antonio like San Antonio would have been a great win for us and like maybe, you know, build off of, but <clears throat> I think um, to get back to this game in particular, I think LeBron made the, made the wrong decision to kick it to Carmelo Anthony, but it doesn't matter because we should have still not let them score 19 fucking points in overtime, in overtime, right. <laughs> Which is only five minutes long. Uh, you know, they, they scored 19 points in, in, in that overtime and that's, that's almost as many as they had in, the fourth quarter entirely they had 23 points in total in the fourth quarter uh and they scored 19 in, in overtime so you can definitely see when that happened it was like all right like let's just get out of here like we don't care anymore uh i expect the warrior uh, i expect the lakers to drop to the 10 seed relatively soon uh the pelicans are playing pretty good um i think well let's see here we are we are only we're a game and a half up on the pelicans at this point and i don't I don't see a world in which they don't, don't leapfrog us uh, soon. And then right behind them is Portland, uh, which which we is is a game and a half behind the Pelicans. So there, there's a chance still, Clips, that we that we actually drop all the way out. Which, again, I think internally there has to be a decision on what the direction is. And I would love to just have that be nailed out, right? Like if we're gonna do this. Like somebody come out and say, Anthony Davis is done for the season. Yes. Russell Westbrook's done for the season. And LeBron James, well, LeBron won't do that. But you know, just- to me, I honestly think it should be Anthony Davis and LeBron are done for the season. Mm-hmm. And let's let's try and build Russell Westbrook's value again by giving him the ball. Right. And maybe that makes offloading him in the offseason easier. Mm-hmm. That would be my ideal scenario. Um, and then it maybe, and also maybe in, in that weird way, it gets him going and maybe with him rallying and, and less bodies that he has to worry about in the paint, maybe we make something happen similar to the way that the Wizards kind of stormed last year with, with Westbrook at the helm. Um, so 
that that's my ideal scenario mm-hmm. is we just go hey lebron you're you're done anthony davis you're done russ let's go let's see what you have can fun do. right yeah, let's see let's see if you can you know get yourself out of this you know weird space that you're in uh but i just don't <laughs> i don't see that happening and i do think something that i brought up on the last podcast like about lebron shutting it down or not uh, I think Bill Simmons brought it up on his, one of his last podcasts that made a lot of sense and something I didn't, it didn't click for me until I heard it was, I do think very much LeBron is not going to rest because he wants to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring of, record. Of course. And I think because of that point, he will be in every game. He will try to score as many points in every game as he can. And I don't think, you know, maybe more so than ever in LeBron James's career. I don't think wins or losses matter to him right now. I do think it is mostly about let's keep checking those boxes off 25 a game, 25 a game. And then I can, you know, continue to creep up on that all time scoring list, pass Carl Malone and then pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I don't think he'll, he'll sit like I want. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. No, that's never been in his, in his DNA to do that. But like there was, and Lakers can't even tank right now because there's no draft pick, right? Like you don't even get a shot at a, at a, at a lottery pick next year. Yeah, well, it doesn't – yeah, tanking or not doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Right. Uh, because our pick is not ours. It's right. But, Grizzlies or uh, somebody else gets it. Um, but there was like two plays last night where it's like Russell's just standing around while everybody else is rebounding, and he's just looking around like there's no – like nothing's going on, like right. he didn't even want to be there. And then that final three by Shangoon where LeBron just basically looks at him and rolls his eyes like, fuck, he's wide open. Like, I'm not even going to go for it. And it was not over. even going to step towards him. <laughs> right. And, and, and then it's over. So, and, and again, I have to keep reiterating, I'm not even a Laker fan, but even watching this, I am so disappointed in these guys. Right. And you would think when your back's against the wall, LeBron's been great at this, right? Back against the wall, rally troops, win fucking ball games. Everything that's been going on behind the scenes with the injuries, with the Russell Westbrook thing, um, with you know LeBron and everything he's got going on and and all the new players we bring in, you would think that they, these guys would just rally together and make it happen, and it's not fucking happening. It's it's disgusting. And the fact that like they asked Jalen Green last night, what was the game plan? They're like game plan from 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 day from the minute we started this game was we're going to attack Carmelo, we're going to attack Austin Reeves, and that's exactly <laughs> what they did. They went right at Carmelo. Carmelo can't guard anybody. And again, nope. back to what I was saying earlier, like. I don't think LeBron wants to be playing these OT games. They're old, man. They want to get these games finished and over with because they don't want to, you know, keep running, just keep running and keep running to beat the Houston Rockets. It's pathetic. So with Russell, right, there are a lot of things that went on this week. Um, I'm starting to feel real bad for Russell, right? I do feel real bad for him. If, If everything's right about his wife getting harassed and his kids getting harassed and death threats and all this because of his poor play. Laker fans are the worst, Drew. They're the worst with this, if this is actually really happening, right? Um, I know he's getting harassed as a player. He's He was very vocal about it after the game, saying he hates when – he doesn't like it when people disrespect his name. And look, man, if you're if you're a fan and you are harassing a player's children or wife – Oh. You're not a you're not a fan. You're a psychopath. You're yes. a piece of shit. Okay, that's basically what you are. You should never do that. But guess what, man? If you are a player on the Los Angeles Lakers or any other team, especially the you know the one of the biggest fan bases in the world of any sport, and you're not playing up to to par, and you're getting forty four million dollars a year, and your name happens to go with Brick, people are going to call you West Brick, man. It's part of the game, and. I don't feel sorry for him being harassed, all right? I don't. You want to know why I don't, Drew? Because wasn't wasn't Russell Westbrook the guy that made cupcakes 
cupcakes at his at his Fourth of July party after Kevin Durant uh, left. He purposely made cupcakes. Isn't tell me this, Drew? Isn't Russell Westbrook the guy that rocks the baby to sleep every time that he scores on somebody, basically calling him his father and you're you're just my son, right? Where's where was the talk about pandemic P? Right, pandemic P, all for fucking two years, just gets his name gets thrown through the mud. What about Anthony Day to Day Davis? Right? What about LeBum or LeBrick that that people keep talking about all day? Save me that shit, Russell. Okay, I'm not playing that game, and I I think it's totally fair for fans to be. Look what Ben Simmons. We're gonna get into Ben Simmons here in a minute. Look what Ben Simmons has had to go through. When are you going to take accountability for your shitty play? Wait, you know what I would love to hear, dude? Just go on a press conference and say, you know what, man? I fucking suck, okay? I am not playing up to the level that people expect me to be playing. My fault. Do I think Russell deserves all of the scapegoat? No, but it makes it really easy when you're playing horribly. You can say you don't like LeBron, but look at LeBron's numbers, dog. You actually have zero chance if LeBron James is not playing in the ballgame. Um I'm just I'm I, I'm not I'm not cool with Russell being upset disrespecting your name. It's part of the game plan, bro. When you started playing in the NBA, some people are going to love you, some people are going to hate you. And unfortunately, this season has gone so fucking bad for the Lakers that somebody has to have blame, and it's going to be Russell. But people that are talking shit to his wife and kids need to need to stop, dude. That there's no place in sports for that. And you notice too, Drew. We've seen many times this season LeBron John with fans, Russell jawing at fans. You know. Fans can be real disrespectful, man. And, and at the end of the day, we've said this so many times, you are a man. If somebody's going to, you know, call you out, sometimes you just got to be a man about it and not let that shit happen. But if you're being called Westbrick and getting booed, it's part of the game. With 100%. I think that's the funny part is like we've, we've a lot for several seasons now, and maybe not as much recently, have nicknamed Kevin Durant Captain Sensitive. And it's funny because I, you know, while he definitely is captain sensitive, I think Westbrook might be lieutenant sensitive. I think we might have rankings here now where he's, and it, you know, it is amazing how they started their careers together. And then, you know, here they are kind of, uh, you know, having to deal with much more criticism than they ever had before. Uh, not so much Kevin Durant, uh, but that certainly happened to him when he went to, to the Warriors. And I also think it's great. Like the Westbrook thing is too easy. It like, works. It works. It's not our fault that your name matches up so perfectly with exactly what you do on the court all the time. Is <laughs> brick. Is brick shots. And so, like, there would be other nicknames, potentially, if you were better at making shots. Um, and I'm sure someone would figure out a derogatory name anyway. But your point about being in the arena of the NBA, being a player that's getting paid $44 million. If I'm a guy who's not making $44 million, who just spent $200 on tickets to go see my favorite Lakers team. And you're supposed to be a guy that's a MVP, former MVP, all-star caliber. I'm going to, I'm going to get a little pissed, man. I mean, the game that I went to, which was an Oklahoma city thunder game, I was in the crowd and there was multiple times where Westbrook caught up a, a pass on the wing from the three-point line and I just started saying no no because I can see him looking at the rim you can see it he has so much time to process whether he's going to shoot the three because no one's stepping close to him I'm just like no 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 and then he shoots it and he bricks it right so like 
it's normal for us to come up with that with that nickname and you're right every name an nba player that we haven't criticized we've criticized steph curry we've criticized lebron james we've criticized all of them like kevin durant Giannis. it's it just it's a part of being a star or even just being in the league like we criticize non-stars as well all the time so that to me is something that he has to work on internally turning off that switch uh, of caring. And I don't know, some people aren't built that way, right? Some people are not built to be able to funnel that noise out and focus. And some people are. Um, and I it just clearly seems that Westbrook is not one of those individuals. And you know what else though, Drew, is when you think about it, like he hasn't been the best friend in the media either, right? He's been, he's been abrasive to the media for a very long time. He's a hard guy, uh, you know, to talk to sometimes. And he's very, you know, if you don't say anything that's to his liking, and there are some times where he's really good, but so when it comes to you doing bad, the media is going to probably just roll with it. Right. And I don't think it makes it easier being on the Lakers, right? There is always an expectation for the Lakers. We all know that. Right. And when you're not living up to those expectations and you are making 44, $44 million, nobody's talking shit to Malik Monk or Austin Reeves or anything like that. They're going to pick the superstars. I do feel I watched an interview on show on Showtime with Russell about his relationship with Kobe. And, you know, Russell is a great he can be a great basketball player. He's done a lot for the basket for the for the game. Right. He's a great father. He's a good person and all of that. And he shouldn't be disrespected, but it is part of the game. Right. And even with the pandemic things, I know that causes mental mental stuff. Right. That hurts. It hurts. People have feelings, too. Right. I'm sure Russell's feelings are hurt. I'm sure that 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 Kevin Durant at times his feelings were hurt. I can guarantee you that Kyrie's feelings were hurt at some point. Right. It's and uh, I just I just feel like if you're going to say that, man, you, you, you also have to look at yourself, like you said, internally. And like, you do a lot of things that piss people off, <laughs> right? It's too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. And you know, the pandemic P thing works too. It goes like, there's a story behind it, right? He was even on Serge's cooking show the other day and he was very open about it. He's like, look, man, it was said in passing and the media just roll with, rolled with it. Right. And I said it, yes, I did. And pandemic happened and then obviously what happened in the bubble happened and it and it sucked and then remember there was some beef with with dame dame and him in the bubble and then the wives got involved in it there's a lot going on here but i just think i just think russell needs to look at himself and and you know you do a lot of things that piss people off man and i i i this couldn't have gone any worse this season with Russell Westbrook. It would be really cool, like you said, to shut everybody down and let Russell play his game because when he is the number one guy, it works. Like there are dimes, there are rebounds, there are, you know, yeah, in that he'll interview, get, he'll get all his triple doubles again. Right, right. And maybe we'll pull off some wins. That's, I mean, that's just, it's not going to happen. We're like, like we just said, LeBron is going to play mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to be in this weird spot where we lose random games to Houston and beat random teams like the Warriors. It, it's just going to be like that. Uh, and I do think the Lakers are definitely uh, God, I, I just I don't want to talk about this anymore, but it, we're just it, it, we're just the, we're like the worst team that gets so much coverage. And I think it's because people like to look at a burning building like when a, when a house is on fire, people go, let's look at that house that's on fire. And I think that's what's happening for the Lakers. And it's rare. Right. We, we have been bad at times over the course of the of the franchise. But when you pair the expectations with the caliber of players that we have. And, and, you, and you pair that with, with the results of, of, you know, the majority of the season. Now we're like three quarters of the way through the season. We're almost 
we're almost done here. Uh, it, it's, it's about as bad as it's ever been. I watched overtime of that, of that Laker game last night while the Clipper game was going on. I wanted to see the failure so bad and the collapse, and it happened so quick, right? And like you said, it's a train wreck. I like to watch it. And you know what? What's going to happen, Drew, is LeBron – and Russell had a great game last night. I think he had 30-something points last night. He had a really good game. Um, but this is what's going to happen is there'll be – you know, LeBron will have some game next week where he has 45 or or 50, and, you know, everybody's going to get pumped, and he's going to jaw at the, at the crowd, and there's going to be some quote that comes out with, you know – I'm, I'm not done until, you know, the fat lady sings or something like that. It's going to be the same thing that goes on. So, all right, I'm done talking about them, but actually I'm not, Drew, because I, I promised our boy Juice that we would talk about the LeBron Museum. <laughs> and I told him, and he was upset about it, right? So LeBron's going to have his own museum in Akron. Um, and our boy Juice was upset about it. He's like, he asked us to talk about it on the show. And I'm like, dude, I am 1,000% fine with LeBron James having a museum in Akron, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. LeBron James has had the most iconic professional career probably in any sport of anybody. From I've said this numerous times on the show, from 16 to now 37, this guy has had the most legendary career ever. And uh, it's been very well documented from, from, it, from Sports Illustrated at 16 to where he's at right now. Name one more famous person from Akron, Drew, please. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry was born in Akron, so that doesn't that does not count, right? There is no uh, other. DeAndre Yedlin. The, uh, yes, uh, right him. Back, the right back from men's uh, men's soccer. I think he went to Akron uh, University. <laughs> University of. People like Juice are upset that LeBron, it's like more of, people think that it's just LeBron stroking LeBron's dick and like, yes, I need another, I need a museum, right? But look, I'm going to give you, I'm going to run down a list of things, Drew. Famous people that have museums and you tell me if they are more deserving than LeBron James, okay? Okay, Here's some famous people. Britney Spears in her hometown of Kentwood, Louisiana has a museum. Who's more famous, LeBron or Britney? That's a close, that's close. Stop. Britney Spears is very famous. She's very fucking famous. Yes, Drew, but she is not LeBron James. But I would say, arguably, more people have come from Akron (laughs) than have from whatever town in Louisiana. Kentwood, Louisiana. I'm just saying, her hometown, they have a Britney. That one to me is arguable. That one's arguable. Well, okay, whatever, Drew. The fact that that you think that Britney Spears is on the same level as LeBron. Either way, she should have one. She should have one in her hometown of Kentwood. Yes, Yes, have one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Oh, wow. In, her, in his hometown of Thal, Thal, Austria, has his own museum. Should he have a museum? You're damn right you should have a museum, yes. Arnold. The Three Stooges have their own museum. <laughs> and they call their memorabilia is called Stoogabilia. All right? Should the, are the Three Stooges more famous than LeBron? No, that, one, no. that one's a no. No. Here's the only one that's on the level that I think. Ronaldo has a... Yeah has a museum in his hometown. Should he have one? Of fucking course he should. Is he more famous than LeBron? Possibly, right? Maybe. We, we the, the the soccer fan most fans, famous person on Instagram. He has the most followers in the entire world. But can't get more views than John Morant's uh buzzer beater, 47 yeah, he hasn't million. scored that many goals recently that have been that good. <laughs> but he does he's very deserving of a, of a museum, correct? 100%. Bonnie and Clyde have wow have a museum. You know what Bonnie and Clyde were, Drew? Murderers and thieves, okay? They have their own museum. This one is special. Hemingway has his own museum. That's cool. Uh, 
it is cool. And it's in Key West. It's it's at his home where where he where he wrote Farewell to Arms and Whom the Bell Tolls, classic novels. Okay. Awesome. He should have a museum. LeBron James in Akron, Ohio should 1000% hands down have a fucking museum. And you know what he's doing with the museum? There's going to be charging tickets to see the museum. And th- those that the, the, the money from the tickets go to the I Promise Foundation, his foundation. Uh, there's going to be restaurants. There's going to be other things by this museum to create jobs. There's going to be job training. So Juice, the, the whole point Juice said was, uh, well, that's what the Hall of Fame is for. Nah, not really. The Hall of Fame is a, is a great museum, and LeBron will probably have his own wing, have something about LeBron there, as he should. But in if, for what LeBron has done in his career and being from Akron, he takes very a lot of pride being from Akron. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, an, a, again, like this would be something that I would want to see. Would I ever want to go to Akron, Ohio? Probably not. It's not on my list of things to do. But... I would like to go to the LeBron James Museum. That sounds like a lot of fun if I'm in Akron. Mm. So there's my case for LeBron. Will they have a Clips and Drew Museum in San Clemente, California at some point? Who knows? Who knows? We're never going to be more famous than Sheckler from SC, though. That's true. Oh, Ryan shout Sheckler. out to Shex. He just got married. Yes, he uh, did. Shout out. Shout out to Shex. Um, I think the thing, and maybe, you know, I don't want to put words in our boy Juice's mouth, but potentially – the way that he's feeling about this is the way I feel about it. All those people that have these museums, uh, including Ronaldo, including all those people that you mentioned and all the people that are, that have museums that have been unmentioned. There's, there's literally museums everywhere. Uh, so <laughs> something that we do well in the United States, I guess. Uh, I don't know if any of them put it on by themselves. If I, that's, I think that particular fact might be what is rubbing people the wrong way. It's not the city of Akron that commissioned this for LeBron James. This no, is LeBron it, no, James you're wrong. opening his own museum. No, but you're wrong about this. It's in partnership with Upper Deck. Upper Deck wants a, wanted a piece of it. They came at LeBron James to do this. Upper Deck is a huge company. Uh, I don't think it was LeBron being like, I deserve a museum, a I LeBron museum. Maybe it was. I kind of think it was that that's I think and I think that's the thing that might be rubbing people the wrong way, at least for me. And from an outsider perspective, what I can say is it would make a lot of sense for Clutch and LeBron to release the fact that uh, like people were asking for this. It wasn't mm-hmm. that it wasn't just his, you know, OK, uh, the Lakers suck. So let's move forward with the opening of my museum to maybe distract people from how bad the season has gone. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I just wanted to get my point across, okay? Like, if anybody deserves a museum, it's fucking LeBron James. You just, Especially everything he's done for Akron with the schools and the foundations. Yeah. Like, I understand this is the reason why people hate LeBron so much. It's because LeBron loves him some LeBron, he as does. you should. And and I want to see some things in this museum. Like, yo, bro, let me, like, are you going to have your first bank statement? Are you going to, is the Hummer going to be in there? The Hummer that you illegally got? Oh, is that going to be there? Parked out front. <laughs> Parked out front. I want to see it, man. I think, I think it's a great idea. I'm all for it. All right. Let's move forward a little more. Today, Drew, March 10th. Today is officially in the NBA world is March 10th is Ben Simmons day. Ben this 10. one, Ben, Ben 10 day. Uh, it's Philly and Brooklyn tonight on TNT, really looking forward to the game. Ben is in Philly. He already got harassed getting his vanilla latte this morning. Fans pulled the phone out. They saw him and they booed him. 
immediately. Wow. We didn't we didn't think he was going to make the trip. We thought he'd just stay back working on that that back injury of his, right? Yeah. That back that, that strained back of his. But he is in Philly. Will he be on the bench? Will he be on the bench, Drew? I think yeah. I mean, there's no reason that he would go to Philly just to just to do anything. I mean, we the one thing that is possible is I I believe he's still trying to sell his condo. Uh, so maybe he's in there for some real estate reasons and he's not going to show up to the arena. My guess is based on the fact that he's there, that he will be on the bench. And my guess is, is he will still hear it throughout the game. (laughs) Um, and I, my other guess is that, that Philly is going to destroy the nets unless, unless Kyrie has another night like he did, uh, with that 50 point game video game. That was crazy efficient. Very, very efficient Kyrie Irving. And 78% Drew field goals. Just, yeah, he was making everything, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't just easy, like, wide-open shots. It was the, all the Kyrie getting into his moves, getting to the rim, hanging in the air. Uh, the finishing that he that he exhibits every time I get to see him play, it just blows my mind. Like, he doesn't do what Jaw does, right, because he doesn't jump 50 inches in the air. But his ability to adjust in the body control – when he's taking on, you know, six, 10, seven footers at the rim is, is remarkable. So I, while I backtrack, I still expect Philly to whoop that ass. And I also expect James Harden to play maybe the hardest that we've seen out of him. And since he was in Houston in the playoffs, um, which I don't, who knows how hard he was playing then. I mean, we, we've all seen how, how poor certain playoffs uh but i do expect like this 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 to me regardless of the ben simmons things while i do wish simmons was on the floor still has a lot of vitriol and a lot of storyline wrapped into it with the fact that james harden is now suiting up for the other team um and kevin durant came out with a, with a uh, press conference the other day and, and finally answered a question about he did he was so open about it drew that was shocking Harden left i couldn't believe it i could i mean and and, you know leave it to durant to be a month after all the trade stuff to be like okay fine i think i'll talk about it now and maybe he maybe he did that to deflect some of the attention away from ben simmons and and if he did that then then he's a better leader than i would have given him credit for if he's looking that far down the road and trying to actually protect uh you know a vulnerable teammate in this very interesting situation uh but I'm very much looking forward to the game. I'm bummed out that Simmons won't be playing. I expect him to be on the bench, but I expect Embiid especially to have a dominant night. Who's going to guard him, man? Was it Millsap? Drummond. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's going to be Drummond, who Mm -hmm. we know Embiid cooks. Just loves loves playing Drummond. Welcomed him in as his backup, just so generously, so nicely. Oh, come on in. Welcome. You're not going to start over me. I dominate you in practice every day. I don't care if you go to another team. It's just going to be the same shit. So I think Embiid and Harden, you know, might might have an unbelievable night. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a handful for the Nets. Yeah, the honeymoon's spreading out well right now. You know, it went from a week to now we're in like week two. And they're playing really great. And a wrench was kind of thrown in it this week where Bradley Beal, I guess, came out or sources say that now Bradley Beal wants to join Philly and form a big three. And I'm like, dude, are we, are we doing this again? Is this really what we're doing? Because I don't like it at all, zero, and I don't want to mess up the chemistry. What, what would you have to give up to get Bradley Beal? All the pieces that you actually need for a team to compete in the playoffs. You're going to have to give up your shooters and everything else involved. Do you think James Harden wants Bradley Beal there? Probably not. Think Embiid wants him there? Why would I need, why would I need Bradley Beal if I got James Harden here, right? There's, 
I just don't see that working. I hate the fact that now everybody wants to jump ship and go to Philly or Brooklyn. Now, like, what are we doing? Can somebody, can somebody go play with Dame? Can somebody go play with Giannis, please? Right? Can one of these superstars want to go play instead of just trying to hop on the, on the coattails of all this shit? So we'll see how the Philly thing does in the playoffs, right? They might have a catastrophic breakdown and who knows, and maybe there will be gaps that need to be filled. And maybe Bradley Beal's that guy from what I'm seeing right now. I like everything that Philly has. I think their team is pretty nice and bringing a guy like that. And again, this is down the road, but I just don't even like them talking about that right now. Well, I just think it's very interesting that Beal who is out for the remainder of the season with a wrist injury would want to join this Philly team next year. Like, I just don't, I don't understand that he's, Oh, I mean, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, so he's going to be on the market and he probably is looking for a $200 million deal. And so like, what is, how is that going to work? Because James Harden is also up for a contract relatively soon. And it probably, I, I believe he actually opted in a, as a part of the trade to the, to the final year of his contract. And then they'll have to rework that. I just, there's, there's not enough money. Tobias Harris is still getting paid a hundred million dollars. God damn it. Like what, what is it? How, I mean, I, they're, they're the owners of the NBA, the owners of NBA teams are very wealthy. We know that, but we, they'd also just don't want to frivolous, frivolously throw around hundreds of millions, hundred million for you, 200 for you. Let's write that check. Let's get Brad Beal out there and then we can, can we just play three on five? Can we do that? Is that fine? Like silver, Adam silver. Is that all right? If we just do Beal, Harden and Embiid, and then we don't have other two players. I I just don't, I also, yeah, the point, the very, the very valid point that you made is like, they, they could, because he's a free agent, not give up anything and still get Bradley Beal very easily. Uh, I also think that there, if we've seen anything, with these trial and errors of the three stars on a team, it very rarely works out the way that it's expected because you need those three stars to get everything that they want. And you need the, the guys that you had to really skimp on these minimal contract guys to step up. Instead, what tends to work is get the two stars and then fill out the roster nicely with good players that are getting paid decent numbers that are not, you know, hope like these like middling bench guys that hope to maybe pop in and make a have a good season. And, and that's what Philadelphia has now. They have two stars and they have a bench and they have a full roster of good, talented players. Yes, they could add some more depth, but I think for now and moving forward, before I add anybody, I have to see how well this works for Philly in the post the remainder of this season in the postseason, because especially if the, it works as good as it has <laughs> thus far, you could be looking at a finals appearance or a championship. And then why would you ever right. go add Bradley Beal after something like that? Yes. If it's a catastrophe and it blows up or Harden, Harden is unhappy again. again. For whatever, fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in Beal. Maybe we'll deal Harden somewhere else and he'll be on another team. Uh, but I think definitely all of that shit, maybe it was just conjecture. Maybe it was just Bradley Beal and clutch trying to uh, boot. I think he's a clutch client trying to boost, you know, his status because he's not playing anymore. And maybe it's also them fronting so that they make sure that the wizards offer Bradley Beal, the contract that he wants and then go from there. But definitely not something that should be happening anytime soon. Right. Philly should be thinking about how much are we going to have to pay Tyrese Maxey? Cause we're going to have to pay him at some point. And we should pay him because he's turning into quite the fucking basketball player. We talk about him on almost right. every single show. Um, <clears throat> Clipper talk really quick. 
because you brought up Bradley Beal. We paid Washington last night. Another great win for the Clippers. Been playing really well as a team. Luke, Luke had a huge game. If you remember the last time we played, uh, we played uh, Washington, Luke had the uh, – it was a 35-point comeback, and Luke yep. had the huge game in that. Anyways, another great win. We were down in the fourth, came back and won. Nico, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, who – I didn't like him starting. Now he's coming off the bench again. I don't like him as a starter. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but some news came out this week, Drew. And it was like, I think there was, it, it got me really excited. And I think it was strategically planned. Because look, have you seen, have you personally seen Kawhi Leonard take any shots, any workouts or anything this year? Have you? Uh, I think maybe in the early, there was one, there was one time where you had brought up that he was doing Box jumps and stuff Box like that, and, mm-hmm. and I think I I saw a clip of something like that, and then and then I think what you're alluding to is we finally got to see him pregame and LeBron, and Paul George, right? They were they were at the shoot around. Well, the, I just found it really odd that the one time that we're going to show Kawhi playing pregame is in Golden State on a nationally televised game, right? So on TNT, media can see Kawhi working out, who looked great. Paul George in his work in his workout looked great. I don't know what's happening, guys, but I it, it's a good sign. Ty's being very, very closed-lipped about it. Um, if he he was said, if we can't bring him back in the regular season, we're not going to bring him back in the in the playoffs. So that's basically all he said. But Clipper Nation should be excited. We might be we might be seeing our two stars come back this season and really throw a wrench in people's in people's uh, uh, playoff standings and whatnot. So I'm excited. I'm excited that they, they at least look healthy. I think if we see anybody, we're going to see Paul George and we're going to see him sooner than later. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's probably fair. Uh, and Paul George looked good in his shoot around stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that also at the game or was that? No, that was, that was at the facility. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, he looked fine. Um, mm-hmm. but I, something else that happened was I didn't realize that he had literally not shot a basketball, Paul George in like two months. So that, that also is a little. I mean, yes, it's great to see him shooting, but it's like, whoa, two two months without shooting the ball like that. Hey, when, when they said rest the elbow, they really meant yeah. rest that elbow, bro. Like yeah. he, maybe he was working on his left, like Kobe, <laughs> like Kobe. It still looked nice though. Anyways, it gave, got me really excited. I'm just glad to see. I, I mean, I love how our team's playing. We're exciting. Reggie is just being Reggie. We obviously lost against Golden State, and then we took another L the other night. But I, you know, eight and two in our last or seven and eight and two in our last 10 playing really well. And now we're doing, they're giving out Reggie peanut butter bites at the free throw line. Now he's got his own snack at the arena, but uh, Clipper nation, we should be excited. And the Reggie bobbleheads coming out next. I think it's March 16th. I'm really, I'm going to need that. Um, I know we're on limited time right now, so I kind of want to get in. This is something I've been waiting to talk about with you. Before we jump into the final thoughts, which Mm. I know we're, I know we're heading in that direction. There's Mm -hmm. just a couple things because this has been very heavy lakers which are irrelevant and and then some clippers stuff mixed in with the ben simmons but let me let me just get a couple things out we talked about Kyrie's 50 point we talked about lebron's 56 jason tatum needs to be mentioned on this podcast he is the hottest player in basketball right now with possibly the hottest team the celtics he scores 54 in a win over the nets in, in which kevin durant had a good game they win that game and then comes back drops 44 against houston uh, so he just needs a shout out like this kid is is doing it. Uh, Jalen Brown only had 15 points in that 44 point victory, a 40 point, 44 point game uh, against the Hornets. Uh, and he's kind of working himself back. He was out for a bit, Jalen Brown, but Tatum needs mention. Um, and then Cam Johnson, 38 points and game wins, winner. It, wins it for the Suns. 
the only reason I'm bringing this up is because the Suns have not dropped as many games as I thought. They're they're winning these really close, tight games. And and with Chris Paul out, Devin Booker tests positive for COVID. So he's out. Uh, he just returned last night uh, in a win over Miami, which they clobbered Miami, mm-hmm. which was interesting. But no Jimmy Butler from Miami in that game. Uh, but I, I have to shout out Cam Johnson. Great, great game. And the Suns campaign. It's the camps. Campaign also really contributing well. So I, I thought for sure, especially with Booker gone, all right, we would see we would see the Suns kind of come back down to earth, which they did lose two games in a row. Um, but that, that's it. Those are, I just had to get some honorable mentions out there before we proceed. No, we don't talk about Boston and Tatum enough. You're so right. And we don't talk about campaign because we're not big fans of campaign, but he is, play, he is playing really well. And Cam Johnson, well, yes. that same night where, where, where Julius was flexed on him, and there was I think he got ejected, right? Did he get ejected for it? Yeah, it was Julius's second <laughs> foul, and that, the Knicks were in control of that game before mm-hmm. Julius went out, and that was really the turning point for the Suns to make their like comeback but it was the game was in the Knicks control mm-hmm. and then he, he stood up to, to, to he, he stood up to to uh I keep calling him I keep thinking of Zach Randolph he stood up to Julius Randall and and Randall was not having it shoved him really hard he did he did and, and then I and campaign didn't move after that I think he realized he was like whoa that was that was a really hard push but anyway uh yeah I think they won that game because Julius got ejected most likely. Um, can I get my final thought in? Because I, this is, this is, I've been waiting to talk to you about this and I was adamant on both of our pages on, the, on my personal page and on the clips and drew page winning time HBO's new documentary. This is going back to the Lakers drew. So I'm sorry. This has it's been okay. a Laker heavy. Pop. This is, this is better times for the Lakers. <laughs> this, okay, yeah, this was <laughs> right. If anything, this is what Laker fans want to be watching. Look, yeah, I'd rather I, watch this than the actual Lakers right now. Well, would you though? Cause I was <laughs> look, man, I have read I've read Showtime by Perlman. I have watched every single documentary. I am an NBA historian like yourself. Okay. I was excited about this. I think, you know, coming off of the last dance, uh, having a a show about Showtime is important, right? But immediately in this show, I'm calling bullshit on things almost every five minutes. I'm like, that didn't happen. I know that didn't happen. Um, so many things, Drew, I, I, even in my notes, I have winning time. And then it says quotation marks, bullshit. Okay. Look, I think it does. I think that the casting of this is great. All right. You have Quincy Isaiah who plays magic, who looks great. We have John C. Riley, who's playing Dr. Jerry Buss, who is great. We have, um, the, the guy playing, uh, Kareem looks great. The guy playing Jerry West looks great. First and foremost, Jerry West. Uh, is depicted as a fucking a, a monster of a person. Like a all right, psychopathic, alcoholic, <laughs> fucking l- lunatic. All right, which if anybody knows anything about Jerry West, that is not him. If Jerry is anything, he's been very well documented about being depressed and tormented internally. Right? Did did he? And he was never an asshole in public. I've never read one story, read one journalist take that Jerry West has ever broken a fucking golf club over his knee um, and cursed and cursed MFers everywhere. So anyways, let me, let me tell you a couple things that are wrong about this. And they say the before the show, they say some, some scenes may be dramatized for, for dramatic effects or whatnot. How can you do this? You can't change history. 
Drew. These things are Perlman's book, Showtime, is the most documented, well documented book ever about the Showtime 80s and what the fuck happened. I'm going to pull out a couple things that I know are wrong. So, that famous lunch that Magic had before they drafted him with, uh, with uh, the, the, the then Laker owner, I forgot his name, Jack Kent Cook was the owner at the time. And it was the classic sand dab story. I've heard this story a hundred times. He orders sand dabs. Magic Johnson doesn't, he wants a hamburger. He's fucking 19, right? That actually happened. Was Dr. Buss at that lunch? No. Dr. Buss was never around in that lunch. They have Dr. Dr. Buss playing like uh, this, like he was there. He was not there. That never happened. Okay. So that's one thing that's wrong. Uh, Jeannie was never hired by the Lakers at 17 years old. She was never hired by the Lakers. She came on by at like 20. Okay. Not 17. Uh, there's a, that foursome golf tournament that I'm talking about where, where, uh, Jerry West breaks the golf club over. That never happened. There was never a foursome golf tournament uh, or golf match that ever happened in that. And this is, again, you can look it up, guys. And absolutely, positively, positively, 1,000%, there wasn't this one-on-one Magic Johnson, Norm Nixon at at Donald Sterling's white party in this fantasy one-on-one game where Magic gets crossed up and falls on the ground and contemplates never playing basketball again. Okay? That never fucking happened happened all right did the white parties happen 100 percent that those happened i think the guy that played donald sterling was spot on racist <laughs> from the get-go right touching the muscles that we all know oh that's a, you got you got a good one with you now right 1000 percent spot on for but that 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 one-on-one never happened and uh fun fact norm nixon's kid plays norm nixon and he plays a great norm nixon i was gonna say because that one that one nailed it that i mean i think the casting you're right but it's, especially norm nixon that was that was to a t to a t and that is his son so it's and then his son even came out and said because I, I i'm like dude i me out of anybody would know that story okay i would i would know if there was this fantasy fucking one-on-one game between these guys in right street clothes in street clothes in a mink first of all and yeah <laughs> And Norm Nixon said, I never even had a mink, right? And we didn't wear leather pants. And anyways, it was just off. Um, the fact that Jerry West throws a fucking, throws his 69 MVP trophy through the office windows. First of all, he never kept that trophy in his office. And second of all, there were no windows in his office to throw it out of. Again, making Jerry West look like a fucking lunatic. Excuse all the F-bombs, right? Making him look like this crazy ass lunatic. And then I think uh, Dr. Buss tells him before he throws before he throws the trophy through the window. Switch to vodka. Switch to vodka, right? Okay, so now Jerry West is an alcoholic. And last thing, it is so well-documented and so well-known that the final $2.5 million that Dr. Buss needed to get to in order to purchase the Lakers was given to him by Donald Sterling in the form of property that he then sold. It was not his ex-wife. It was not, you know, just making a phone call to get that remaining money. So came from Donald Sterling. We know this. This is what I got to say, Drew. If you're going to tell the story, tell the fucking true story. I understand some things could be embellished, right? I always think about uh, Earl the Goat Manigault in, in the goat movie where he, ta- where he takes a dollar and makes change the four quarters off the top of the backboard. Yes. Never heard that happen. Did I know that he took quarters off the backboard? No. Uh, but placing the one dollar and giving it four quarters, that's cool. Makes it interesting. Right. In the movie Titanic, right? When the band's going down, when that quartet's playing, right? Do you think the band was actually playing or were they on the first fucking lifeboat off of that sinking ship, right? You mean riding that cello? Right. I'd ride that cello. <laughs> Give me on that cello. I'm floating. Okay. But 
do we know if that happened? I will get. I wasn't on the ship, and everybody on that ship is probably dead now. It makes great for dramatic purposes, yes. right? Yes. But to completely change the story, uh, uh, Gary Vitti, the the athletic trainer for the for the for the Lakers for thirty freaking years, yes. right? Legend. Was with. He was hired by Rick Fox, who I guess was doing casting for this, hired to come on the set to play Gary Vitti and to add as a like a correspondence to make sure that this shit is real. Two days, Gary Vitti said, I don't want anything to do with this. This makes absolutely no sense. The way you are making Jerry West uh, look is ridiculous, and I don't want any parts of it. So if you're going to tell the story, tell the story or do this. You want to be like the last dance, make a fucking, uh, a, a documentary, a 10 part documentary. Kareem's alive. Norm Nixon's alive. Magic's alive. Jerry West is alive. Uh, Dr. Bus isn't, but Jeannie's alive. Who was there for the whole thing. Do the real documentary, not this bullshit. And I'm sorry. I'm saying that, but our, cause our boy Dylan is in that is in our, is in that show, but I'm pissed off about it. If I was Laker nation, I would be pissed too. So, I think the major thing that you are attacking is fair, but the thing that keeps coming to my mind is that this is not a documentary. This is a show. And based on that, I don't think any of this really matters. And I also don't think that this should be viewed as some sort of historical review. This is a television show. They've built it around characters. They've built it around people that are well-known. And I'm excited to see where the show goes. I enjoyed the episode. You sounded like it was some sort of torturous thing that you were just like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? I'm upset from an entertainment standpoint. Okay. And I wasn't looking for historical accuracy. I am. If you're, if, if, if you have a son with your future wife that you're about to marry here next month and they watch Showtime and they watch this, this show, they, they see it. They're going to be like, damn, Jerry West really was a piece of shit, right? No, that's not who he was. I would, yes. Is it entertaining? Drew? It was very entertaining. I just think if you're basing this show off the book that Perlman wrote, which is nothing but facts stick to the facts. And I know I put in our group chat. I said the night I watched it, I said, I think this is bullshit. It's fictional right now. All this stuff's fictional. And John's like, well, douchebag John said, well, you can be entitled to your own opinion. And I'm like, well, you're a Laker fan. You should be upset at this. I don't understand. Like, if they were doing that uh, for the Clippers, I would be upset. Even though, you know, God, they would, ah, shit. I wouldn't even want to I think know. there should be a show about the Clippers. I think that would be very interesting and entertaining. I think they should follow it up. Winning time should be the follow-up should be losing time ah, with the oh, Clippers. Huh? Donald sure. Sterling, that one's easy. Slam dunk right there. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, man, I think for whatever reason, this is a hit on Jerry West. And I can't I can't wrap my head around it, but there clearly has been a dissolution of the relationship with Jerry West and everyone at the Lakers to the point where we brought up uh, several probably a couple months ago that his lifetime season tickets were revoked this year with just as little as a text message to Mrs. West didn't even involve Jerry. So clearly there is a breakdown between what was a very great and fruitful relationship with Jerry West and the Lakers to where it is now. So for, and, and to me, potentially, uh, this could be uh, Jeannie Buss's aim here. It's like, let's make, let's make Jerry kind of a, kind of a dick, kind of a, an, an asshole. And then maybe that will, I don't know, for whatever reason, that will stick and people will believe it. But I don't like that part for sure. I think it's humorous and I think it's very well acted. 
by the guy who plays Jerry West. And I can't get over the casting. Like you said, the casting is great. Great. By playing Jerry West is fantastic. But I also agree. I don't imagine him being this volatile, just insane, grumpy, <laughs> drunk, angry fuck who's just like yelling at everyone, just mumbling, just writing down mumbling and drinking in a bar. Like, I just don't. I don't imagine him that way. And maybe maybe we're wrong, dude. Maybe the people that know him closest would say different. And that maybe he had times in which he had outbursts or maybe he had times in which he was dealing with, you know, drinking too much or whatever. Uh, and maybe we don't know that. And maybe someone inside does. But to us and to me in particular, I love Jerry West. I love Jerry West way more than I love Jeannie Buss. Um, but I, you know, Dr. Jerry Buss, I, I love that man as well. So I just, I, it, it is weird and I'm torn a little bit based on like the depiction of some of these characters. And I hopefully maybe they play this out and it's not just like this hit piece on Jerry West, like at an HBO show. Uh, but yes, the points that you made are valid. And of course, I thought for sure when this show aired, it was not going to be, you know, point by point, exactly chronologically correct. And I can understand why you have a problem with that. But I, I think I it should be accepting that. It's like back to the Titanic reference this year. They're going to be like, all right, brand new idea. We're going to come out with, we're going to redo Titanic again. All right. But this time it's going to get hit by a comet. There is no iceberg, right? It's going to be hit by a comet. We're just going to change the whole fucking story. No, dude, it was hit by an iceberg. Uh, that's the story. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Anyways, I, I was a little disappointed. Am I going to watch the whole thing? Of course I am. Is it if Gary Vitti's leaving the set after being offered $15,000 for another two days to do it? He's like, I don't want any parts of this. That has to tell Laker fans and our boy douchebag John that it, this is uh, like, uh, it's not fair, right? Just tell the history. And if you're going to tell the story, tell it right. Because I think the story would be great anyways. Like, I don't think they need all these embellishments, right? That's that's all I'm saying. So I wanted to get that off my chest. I am going to be watching the rest of it. I think the, uh, we, we're, we're saying this over and over. The kid that plays Magic looks great. I love everything about it. I'm excited to see what the rest of this. And I want to poke holes now for the rest of the – like I literally want to poke holes in everything now. So I'm looking forward to that. I know, Drew, you got to run to a meeting right quick. Uh, get, your, get your prize picks in. If you got some tonight, download them. Make your picks. Drew is still killing. I'm losing left and right screenshot let us let us see you listening to the show leave us a review rate review subscribe tell somebody we need those stars click the stars you can now do it on spotify we need more we need more more ratings on spotify guys we are too we're trying to get a museum here okay we can't get the museum without the 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 ratings right drew yeah and we need lebron's help as well we do need lebron <laughs> hey it's a follow-through with clips of drew we're ghosts you know what it is